Imagine waking up and feeling ready to face the day with a smile, having more energy for your work, family and social life, fitting into your jeans and feeling good about your body, knowing what to eat and enjoying your food without guilt or confusion, dealing with the stress of daily life in a way that doesn't fry your chips and best of all, feeling relaxed, optimistic and in control of your health. It's all possible. I will show you how. Get ready to live a happy, healthy, energized life with Straight Talking Natural Health, a no BS, tell it like it is wellness show brought to you by qualified naturopath and functional medicine practitioner, Jules Galloway. That's me. This week, we're lucky enough to have been gifted a bonus episode. A while back, I was interviewed by Michelle from Wellbeing Weekly. It was so much fun and I thought it turned out really well. So she has generously offered to let me share the episode on my own podcast feed. In this interview, I share parts of my own health journey. Find out why living a work hard, play hard lifestyle led to burnout. Surprise, surprise. Why taking loads of herbs and supplements didn't even help how I discovered some quirky health issues that were the key to getting better, my road to recovery, and also what I learned along the way. We also cover the following topics. What is adrenal fatigue or adrenal dysfunction? The signs and symptoms of adrenal dysfunction and burnout. What are the underlying issues that contribute to adrenal stuff? Why self-care is so much more than just a pedicure and some better ways to relax and switch off. Why so many driven, successful women end up with adrenal fatigue and health issues. Functional pathology testing for your adrenals and the best way to assess cortisol levels. How a naturopath can help you come back from the brink of burnout. Why you need to be careful not to take the wrong herbs and supplements for adrenal dysfunction. And how to figure out the right ones to take instead. Tips for relieving stress, especially for entrepreneurs and business owners how to avoid loneliness and isolation when you're a solo entrepreneur, the importance of connection and support as a business person, simple swaps you can do in your diet to get more energy and vitality, why eating the wrong types of carbs leads to sugar cravings, top tips for combating the symptoms of burnout before it's too late. So if those tickle your fancy, sit back, relax, and enjoy this chat where the tables are turned and I'm on the other side of the questions for a change. Hi, Jules. Welcome to the Wellbeing Weekly podcast. Thank you so much for being a guest today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm so excited. This is a topic that I've really been wanting to cover on the podcast and I think it's a really important one. So I'm super excited to hear a little bit more about it and get some of your wisdom and your insight into adrenal fatigue. But before we do, um, I do a quote of the week episode every week and I just pick a quote and have a bit of a chat about sort of how it resonates with me and how it might also resonate with other people. So I would love to know what your favourite quote is and why. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking through the filing cabinet of that is my brain. Um, probably, well, I have many, uh, but one of my favourite quotes is really simple and it's by Marie Forleo and it's everything is figureoutable. And I love using that philosophy in my practice as a naturopath. Uh, or I also really loved using that philosophy as a patient when my health was not great as well, because it just, it, it gives you that light at the end of the tunnel and it, it 
you know, it gives you that hope that you can find the answer to your problems. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, it's definitely sort of a reminder that, you know, no, what, no matter what's sort of coming your way, you'll find a solution at some point and you'll be able to manage it as it shows up. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. So before we sort of jump into the main topic of adrenal fatigue, I first just wanted to hear a little bit more about you. So can you just tell us a bit about your background and what led you to your current work as a naturopath? Oh, my God, how long have we got? (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. (laughs) All right, well, I've been a naturopath for since the start of 2006, uh, but I was in the health food retail industry before that as well. Uh, I wasn't always a healthy health, healthy lifestyle living person. Uh, I grew up in the 80s. I ate a standard Australian diet and I suffered loads and loads of niggly health conditions. I was that slightly failing to thrive kid who had the eczema and the asthma and the constipation and, you know, no Mm. energy. And then I had the glandular fever and then I had the recurrence of the glandular fever because it didn't quite go away. And then chest infections every year, like every cold turned into a chest infection. Uh, Everything, like I caught everything that was coming along. Like if someone sneezed 200 metres away, I'd probably catch it. Uh, Yeah, I was was that kid and I had two celiacs in my immediate family and in the 1980s that was really rare to know that you had celiac disease Uh, and so the focus was on them not eating the gluten and I wasn't celiac so I was like you know waving the slices of tip-top bread in my brother's (laughs) face like yeah I can eat this and you can't and yeah and looking back now I probably shouldn't have been eating it either. Actually, there's no probably yeah. about it. So, yeah, meanwhile he was eating his cardboard gluten-free food because in the 80s the f- gluten-free options were pretty nasty. Uh, and oh, I can had, imagine. <laughs> we had to mix our own bread. Like I seriously had like more muscles in one shoulder than the other from like mixing bread uh, <laughs> with, uh, and it turned out like little hockey pucks. And, yeah, here I was eating my wheat beaks and my, my white bread and – basically yeah just hanging it on my brother for not being able to eat normal food meanwhile what I didn't realize is that the milk the bread the sugar and all that standard Australian diet was the stuff that was causing my own health issues and then what was just all those niggly ear nose and throat and immune system things as a child grew into bigger things as an adult so in my 20s it turned into hormonal imbalances endometriosis uh, like massive immune system issues uh, and fatigue uh, and, mm. yeah, and then anxiety and depression. And I still didn't put two and two together until a fair way down the track until I saw a naturopath uh, and I got diagnosed with food intolerances and candida and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but long story short, I cleaned up my diet and that's when the penny dropped and I got rid of all the stuff that was causing me the problems Mm. and my health just got better and better and better. And so I became a naturopath and then I worked really, really hard and I had more than one job at a time and I had a lot of travel and loads and loads of hours and I burned myself out and I thought I knew how to fix it because 
I was a naturopath. I was like, yeah, no, I'm working like 50, 60 hours a week and I know I'm traveling, like I'm, I'm going on interstate trips like a couple of times a week, but it's all totally fine because here's my adrenal herbs and here's my liver herbs and here's my this herbs and here's my B vitamin and here's my magnesium. And I had this massive, like, you know, this huge uh, bowl of supplements on my kitchen bench where the food should have been. <laughs> and I thought yeah. I was doing the right thing because I'd studied all these things and I knew how to fix it, right? And my health got worse and worse and worse. And that's when I had to pick myself up again for the second time in my life. But this time do it, uh, you know, from a more naturopathic point of view of, right, food's medicine. What do I need to be eating? And how do I need to be supporting my adrenals? And is this life that I'm living, this work hard, party hard, travel lifestyle conducive to adrenal health? And yeah, that's, that's how it all came about. And through all of that, I learned more about my health. I got really interested in functional medicine. Uh, I found out I had a couple of niggly little health issues that are genetic and uh, I ended up with knowing I had something called pyrrole disorder, had adrenal fatigue, had MTHFR mutations, all these cool things that you just learn about in textbooks. And that's, that's when I realized that looking after my health was going to be a long-term thing. But it's given me the tools to look after other women who've been through burnout as well because I have pushed it that far and I did hit the wall a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. It's really given me the tools uh, but also that empathy and that understanding of what women go through when we burn the candle at both ends uh, and mm. how to help them, uh, not just by stuffing supplements down their throat but, but for looking for the underlying reasons for why they might be sick in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so much in there. Um, <laughs> so we've actually got um, – sort of similar histories in that sense that, you know, I was sort of struggling with food intolerances and stuff um, just coming out of high school and perhaps due to some of the sort of exam stress and things like that and, um, yeah, didn't really know what to do and didn't know what I was supposed to be eating and that sort of thing. And um, I ended up going to a naturopath as well and that's when I sort of uh, found out what was going on and, yeah, what I needed to be doing to improve things for me so you're so right there with the food is medicine and sometimes we don't really realize that until we do get quite unwell yeah yeah and sometimes we think we're doing okay but actually we're just popping band-aid after band-aid on a situation like I was with just putting supplements on top of a bad diet and a and a not not great lifestyle so uh, mm. yeah sometimes it takes a wake-up call then another wake-up call then another wake-up call <laughs> yeah <laughs> like levels of like of wake-up calls <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's really interesting you said that even once you became a naturopath and you sort of thought you knew what you needed there was still things that were going on and you know it was still sort of pushing yourself to the point that um it wasn't really working yeah and I was also living in a culture in Melbourne at that time because I've moved to Byron Bay now but at that time I, I was I was living in a culture of like a lot of my friends were foodies and we would go out and go to these amazing restaurants and I never wanted to be the guy who pulled the waiter aside and said hey you know I'm gluten-free dairy-free blah 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 I swore that I would eat gluten-free dairy-free and then every Thursday every Friday every Saturday I'd be out with my friends and Sure enough, I'd be like, okay, I'll just eat it again just this one time because I don't want to be that yeah. guy. And yeah. 
I, I thought that I was making up for it in other areas, but what I realized is like if you look back, if I'd kept a food diary, you would have seen it in a, you know, there would be a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit on that other day, and they all add up. This is why mm. I get my, my clients now to keep a food diary because you don't realize how much something is creeping in sometimes until you see it on paper that, oh, I did eat that thing on Sunday. Oh, yeah, I did have that thing on Wednesday afternoon. Oh, and then there was that cake at the office on Thursday because, you know, it was Joe's birthday. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Until you see it there, you go, and you, you and then, then you have that light bulb moment of, oh, I really did eat gluten and dairy like five times in the last week. I thought it was only a couple. And so when we moved to Byron Bay, like my diet changed, my lifestyle changed, uh, my circle of friends changed. And up here it is easy there is a culture of being able to go out and eat those sorts of foods easily because it's all over the menus here so it did, yeah it became a lot easier for me so I was very grateful that I could do that uh, but yeah. I realized that I should have been doing it in Melbourne all along mm. I'm from Melbourne so I know exactly what you're talking about um <laughs> and it yeah sometimes the food at the cafes is pretty hard to resist but um, my partner and I are actually vegan, so I feel your pain with having to yeah. <laughs> get really annoying with the orders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, at least if you're vegan, like most people are kind of trained now to know what that means. You don't have to yeah. walk someone through it. Like 10, 15 years ago, you would have had to walk someone through, no, that means no eggs. No, yeah. that actually means no honey. No, that means no milk. Like, but, but at least now there's a bit more awareness in most places that you would go to? Yeah, well, like I think even over the last year I feel like it's become so much better, even just with intolerances and things. People are adapting to it much better with their menus and things like that. So it's definitely improving. It definitely is, but I I think the problem is in our own minds where we don't want to be the guy who asks the question of the staff member Mm. when actually what we – forget is it's not the first time they've heard it unless it's their first day of ever working in a cafe I'll guarantee you it's not the first time they've heard it they probably hear it all the time they're very used to it they have an answer prepared they have a strategy going on in the kitchen like it's different to how it was 10-15 years ago but no one wants to be that person who brings the attention to themselves but Mm. these these days I think it doesn't matter no, and it's putting yourself first, you know, above the possible um, uncomfortableness or embarrassment. You know, it's it's remembering that this is actually about your health and your well-being as well and, you know, that's got to be important. Yeah, it's minor discomfort in the short term to prevent like major health discomfort in the long run. I think that's exactly. a Yeah. So one of your areas of specialisation is adrenal fatigue and like you said, you've experienced this yourself as well in the past and I was thinking about having someone on the podcast to talk about this topic because I think it's really important with especially business owners and entrepreneurs because like you said and like you experienced, uh, you know, the business life can get pretty full on and, you know, you can be working those really long hours and pushing yourself and maybe not really realizing the impacts that that's having. So before we sort of jump in, can you just explain for people that might not really know what adrenal fatigue actually is? 
Yeah, well, it's a little bit of a contentious topic as well because I think adrenal fatigue is not even the best description because our adrenals don't actually get tired and sit around watching Netflix or anything. Like (laughs) it it makes you, you know, when you say adrenal fatigue, you always think what are these adrenals and and why are they so exhausted? Uh, But actually like there's more to it than that but you're you know in a nutshell like your adrenals are these little guys that pump out stress hormones so they sit on top of your kidneys and they pump out stress hormones in response to stress Um, and one of those major stress hormones is called cortisol and that's one of the things that we measure in adrenal fatigue and uh, so some people will say that as uh, they will call it like adrenal dysfunction or if you get a real sciencey person, you might even hear it described as HPA axis dysfunction, which is like the most correct terminology for it. That basically just means that the adrenals are not functioning quite as they should be and that's because you're not designed to have that much stress in your life. Like we are super busy, we're rushing everywhere, we're always in traffic, we're always on the phone, we're always on social media and busyness also gets recorded by your body as stress. Your body views stress and busy as being the same thing. And so in response to this stress, in inverted commas, which is just us rushing around, it releases more cortisol. Uh, And cortisol makes us feel really alive and awake and on point. So If you're a business person and you're launching a product or a program or if you've got a deadline, you've probably experienced a bit of um, extra cortisol going on because it actually gets things done, right? So cortisol is like your get shit done hormone, right? So (laughs) it makes you excited. It Like suddenly the words come like, you know, has anyone ever, uh, have you ever had to do an assignment and suddenly your best work happens the night before it's due? right yeah, whether it's uni yeah. <laughs> or whether it's a deadline for your business yeah and that is cortisol that's your cortisol kicking in and so at first people get these you know these rushes of cortisol and they're like this is amazing i had the best day today i got so much done i wish every day was like this but actually if every day is like that what happens is you end up with your body producing too much cortisol and that is going to have a ripple effect throughout all the different systems in the body so too much cortisol can then place stress on other areas of the body like your reproductive system, your thyroid. It can cause weight gain. It changes the way your body metabolizes carbohydrates and sugar. It, it creates a greater insulin response when you eat carbohydrates and sugar, which means you're more likely to put on weight. So people report that extra belly fat. That is quite often a cortisol picture. Um, high cortisol can mess with your hormones because in order to make more cortisol, your body is stealing the precursors from the system that is making your reproductive hormones. So it's shunting it all over to making cortisol because this is our fight or flight response that we're talking about. Fight or flight response is designed to get us out of danger. So if your body goes, hmm, I only have enough precursors today to either make some say progesterone for your reproductive system or I could use the same precursors to make cortisol Ah. you must have a saber-toothed tiger at your front door because you you seem really stressed. I'll I'll give you the precursors for the cortisol. So meanwhile, your progesterone is not getting made that day. So what happens is yeah. your body's prioritizing, and everything's going into getting you out of danger. Your body is shunting the the blood and the energy away from your digestive system into your arms and legs because it thinks you might have to run from danger. It thinks, well, I can either help you digest your food today. 
or get you out of danger. I know, I'll get you out of danger. You're welcome, right? So your body's trying to help you, but what it doesn't realise is that you're not in imminent danger. There's no bear at your front door. There's no tiger at your front door. It's just your mummy-in-law ringing you or a traffic jam or a long line at the Coles Express checkout. (laughs) So your body doesn't know this. All it knows is cortisol. That's its only system. Yeah, and I think that's really key. Yeah, and so that's the start of adrenal fatigue. But what happens over time is you get this dysfunctional response where the body then starts to make less cortisol in response to stress and danger because it's just got nothing left. And so there's different stages of this adrenal fatigue that, that we always talk about, that naturopaths are always banging on about, and the early stages are this fight or flight Uh, where you actually feel more pumped up but then the later stages we start to see that real dysfunction kick in where you've got like poor immunity you're tired all the time you're stressed but you've got no response you might drink coffee and it like made you feel more tired and you're like hey coffee like why don't you love me anymore you used to love me Um, and so that that's when you're starting to slide into the later stages of adrenal fatigue right So can you sort of step out what those stages are in a little bit more detail and what kind of symptoms might be showing up within each stage? Yeah, well, the early stages are characterized by high cortisol and this is something that we measure, we can measure. So uh, this is something that I I quite often do in uh, my practice in the form of, I do a lot of functional testing which is, you know, means pathology testing. And mm-hmm. uh, one of these functional tests is a saliva test to look at your cortisol levels. And the cortisol awakening response that I do these days um, takes like six different samples throughout the day. It takes three in the first hour. So one upon waking, one at 30 minutes, one at one hour. And then it does like a middle of the day, an afternoon and an evening reading. So we can actually see your cortisol and whether it's going up or down. So early stage of adrenal fatigue, your cortisol awakening response test might show that your cortisol is high. Uh, And what that means is that you've got all that extra, you know, all those precursors being shunted over to your fight or flight response. So you might find that your female hormones are starting to go out of whack a bit. You might look at, you know, you might start to get things like weight gain, uh, that belly fat that I was talking about. Or just blood sugar issues, you know, like you've got more sugar cravings than you used to because when you do eat carbs and sugar, you've got a greater, in, uh, an increased insulin response to those foods. So you start to notice blood sugar going up and down. You might get really tired at like 10.30 in the morning or about 3.30 in the afternoon. Uh, then, you you know, what else was there? The female hormone imbalances. Uh, sometimes you can get like sleep issues in the early stages as well. Uh, waking up in the middle of the night, not being able to get back to sleep is a common one. You know, the old 3am bolt upright, oh, can't get back to sleep kind of feeling. Uh, and we, we start to see people getting wired, but tired. That's, that's the, the one that the naturopaths usually call it is wired, but tired because you've got that excess cortisol going on. But then at the end of the day, you just you feel like crap and you're just sitting on the couch with wine and Netflix not being able to, to function really. Uh, or just feeling kind of wired but foggy is the other one that I, that I see people with uh, most commonly because there's just so many things in the body that are just not quite right and they end up with that general feeling of fatigue and brain fog. Uh, yeah. And then 
as we slip into the later stages of adrenal fatigue, we start to see things get a little bit more serious. So um, you might see things like low blood pressure start to happen. You might see nutrient deficiencies uh, because you're burning through your B vitamins, you're burning through your magnesium, uh, and there'll be a flow-on effect from that. Like if you're burning through lots of B vitamins, then you might not absorb your iron as easily. Uh, So you might see people with iron deficiencies or just general sort of you know the general mineral deficiency signs of like the nails are splitting and the hair's not quite you know not as as lovely as it used to be like not as strong and uh as it used to be or you might get white spots on the nails or ridges on the nails that never used to be there so you just see that general sort of burning up of all the nutrients yeah Uh, and then uh as you head further into adrenal fatigue and like i said you start to see the cortisol instead of being high, it might start to be low. That's when I start to see the more serious stuff. So I see like the you know people's immune systems not being fantastic. Uh, you know, I did I mentioned earlier that I used to get every cold and flu that came along when I was a child, but you quite often see that in adrenal fatigue as well. Mm. In the early stages you can see it too. The, they're the people who are healthy, 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 healthy. They take a holiday they get a cold or flu. Yeah. And they're like, but, but, but why? And it's like it's only when they stop that they feel sick or they get sick. And that's because when they're on, right, when they're, when they're stressed and busy, their cortisol is high and their immune system's on high alert and it's only when that cortisol starts to come back down that they get the cold and the flu that's coming along. But actually that immune system had been getting a battering all along. Yeah. Uh, so, but then as as you head further into adrenal dysfunction, I often see things like autoimmune conditions come come up because the immune system has just been all over the shop for so long. Uh, I see people not being able to deal with stress, so they're just flying off the handle a lot more quickly than they used to be, and they will say, "I I just lost it at my husband slash kids slash mum slash whoever person in certain." person close to you here and uh and they're like I don't understand why I flew off the handle with that person it's like yeah because your adrenals are getting a bit burned out yeah Uh, yeah so that's when you start to see the real female hormone imbalances start to come up as well whether it's PMS mood swings your cycles might start to be a bit erratic Uh, in, in women who are around menopausal age their menopausal symptoms might get a lot worse and then you see the thyroid involvement. So that's when I start to really, you know, get concerned about clients because that, you know, that cortisol has been affecting the body for so long uh, that the thyroid has started to uh, also cop a bit of a hit. So uh, that's when you start to see levels of T4, you know, your thyroid hormones might start to drop. Uh, so that's when you start to really have to work on the adrenals quite intensively as well. So, yeah, lots of fun things to look forward to. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. I think it really um, helps to paint sort of the picture of the progression of adrenal fatigue. And I think what's really interesting is that it's not just affecting your adrenals, it's affecting so many different things. And when your body's just constantly prioritizing the cortisol all of these other areas of your health are being impacted. So it's really important to kind of be tackling as soon as possible. 
Yeah, and not everyone's going to end up with the same pattern or the same progression either. Like I don't want anyone coming away from this going, oh, my God, Jules said I'm going to get an autoimmune disease and a thyroid <laughs> like, no. It's not definitely going to happen. It's just they're the people I end up seeing in my in my clinic because they're the ones who end up on my doorstep because they've, you know, they've been stressed for so long that they, they've created, you know, that dysfunction in the body and then they were brewing an autoimmune condition during yeah. that like usually there has to be a perfect storm for something like an autoimmune disease to arise and one of those contributors in that perfect storm is stress mm. yeah I, in my clinic i i see them pop up after a stressful episode like a you know a divorce or a change in job or a redundancy or a child's been sick or whatever it is it's usually some sort of period of stress. Oh, yeah, I renovated my house and then I got sick. Yeah, no surprises yeah. there. Yeah, sort of that prolonged stressful period that, yeah, where your adrenals take a bit of a beating. Yeah, and the stress didn't cause it. The stress just just took something that was brewing under the surface and brought it to the surface. Mm. I guess that kind of takes me to the next question that I was going to ask as well is I know you mentioned that sometimes the body doesn't understand the difference between busy and stressed necessarily. So what would you say are some of the sort of contributing factors that can lead someone to develop adrenal fatigue? Uh, Stress is number one, but we have to understand what stress is. And stress is not just when we think something bad is happening stress is being busy stress is being overcommitted. Uh, stress is it's so much more it can just be doing a, a job that's out of alignment with our core beliefs like that can be that can be seen as stress by the body as well mm. as the mind so if we're living out of alignment with with where we want to be or what our beliefs are or if we're in a relationship that's that's out of alignment with you know with who we want to be like that that's stress like just because you don't know you've got stress doesn't mean you don't have it like so many things can be interpreted by the body as being stress and then the cortisol gets pumping so yeah our bodies are far more sensitive than we give them credit for I think uh and I think we sometimes need to look at our lifestyle and and what we're doing as a whole um i know that i've seen clients who as they started to heal their adrenals they've had to make these major life changes so don't run screaming from the building everyone but (laughs) (laughs) it's sometimes sometimes these sorts of these these healing i hate the word journey but you know the healing journey for want of a better word can bring up a lot of stuff and can be a catalyst for big life changes. I've seen women leave their husbands. I've seen women leave their jobs, get new jobs, get new relationships, decide to travel to somewhere they've always wanted to go. So I think we have to always consider what things could be causing us stress, not just the stuff that's in front of us. And the fact that being busy and saying yes to things a little bit too often could be the, the... the main thing that's you know I've seen women who are happy they've got great jobs they've got great relationships they've got great kids like everything's going for them but they're just saying yes to too much stuff because they're trying to please everyone and they don't want to be disliked for anyone by anyone Mm. so you know women are we're terrible (laughs) at saying Mm -hmm. no uh 
and sometimes women can be in a, a state of stress just because they're living in clutter. Like one of the things I do in my program for adrenals and burnout is to encourage women to get rid of clutter, you know, in, whether it's their inbox or their kitchen table or their wardrobe mm. or, you know, everything that's cluttering up our lives is also causing us stress. But we, because we're living in it, we forget. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, and then look, there's other there's other reasons that adrenals can start to become dysfunctional. There's always other underlying issues to go with the stress because you know why do two women get stressed and one's you know and one of those women has problems with their adrenals and the other woman seems fine. There's always underlying conditions, and and as a naturopath that has a special interest in functional medicine, like that's something that I'm always 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 digging for. So it's like mm. okay, you're stressed. But then, you know, so is everyone. Why did your adrenals decide they were going to have a bit of a party, right? Yeah. So we go we go and have a look. How's your body metabolizing its B vitamins? You know, is your digestion working? Are you low in magnesium? Uh, do we have an underlying health issue? Like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I had something called pyrrol disorder and MTHFR. Both of those things would have been absolutely no shadow of a doubt contributing towards my adrenal fatigue. No doubt yeah. at all, because both of them end up, you know, uh, changing the way that my body responded to stress. So, mm-hmm. is there something underlying that you need to go and see a practitioner about that could change? You know, once you get it addressed, it could change the way your body responds to stressful situations. Because we can't always stop the stress from happening, but mm-hmm. we might be able to stop the dysfunctional response to the stress if we're doing everything right yeah absolutely yeah and I that's what's so great about functional medicine as well is it's looking at the whole picture and um you know seeing what else might be contributing and um impacting so that it's not just that one thing that you're sort of focused on yeah like anxiety for example usually has some sort of gut issue going on underneath it so if someone comes to me with anxiety and you know, hello, being anxious all the time is going to contribute towards adrenal dysfunction, yeah? Yeah. So if someone comes to me with anxiety, I always, always look at their gut function and heal their gut and heal their digestion, which is, you know, that that's that's why everyone's into the GAPS diet because it heals the gut and that's used for anxiety. It's often used for anxiety in, um, in children. Uh, but yeah, like any, any naturopath will usually go and look at the gut, will go and look at the liver, uh, as well as just, you know, if someone came to me with stress, there'd be that temptation to just go, oh, here's some herbs for your nervous system. But it's like, no, actually, the stress is causing an anxiety type response. Okay. What's your gut function like? What's your digestion like? Have we got a problem there? Do we need to fix that first? Mm, yeah, absolutely. So with my podcast, I talk a lot about supporting female entrepreneurs with sort of prioritizing their well-being and uh, running their business in a way that I guess isn't sacrificing their health and, you know, leading to things like burnout and that sort of thing. So you mentioned a couple of those contributing factors like being really busy or perhaps overcommitted or saying yes to too many things. And I know that these are kind of common in the entrepreneurial world. So I'm really (laughs) curious about um, whether, you know, in your practice, you're seeing a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs and whether they're particularly susceptible to developing 
adrenal fatigue or similar symptoms? You know what I see a lot of, and this could just be the pot attracting the kettle, but I see a lot of type A's. Right, (laughs) I do do see a lot of entrepreneurs, but then I also see a lot of women who work in corporate uh, and then I see a lot of mums. And I see a lot, you know, I, I, funnily enough, I see a lot of paramedics and nurses, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't matter where, what sort of corner of career land they come from. I think the, the biggest running theme that I've seen is that they're nearly all type A personalities. Yeah. So type A personalities do get drawn to entrepreneurial types of jobs um, and working yeah. for themselves because they're driven and they want to create things and they're willing to do what it takes to put those things out into the world. And so it's no wonder that the entrepreneur land is full of people who've got adrenal problems because it does, it comes with that territory of being a type A. And we can't just say to someone, hey, don't be type A. Hey, don't, <laughs> launch, don't launch a business. Hey, because this is, this is what they really want to do. I mean, the the in joke for a while is that I almost created adrenal fatigue by creating a program for adrenal fatigue. Like I know what it's like <laughs> to launch programs. I've done it several times mm. and it is really stressful. Like you don't even have to guess whether your body is stressed or not. Like you know it's stressful. Like you're waking up in a cold sweat when you're doing launch. If you're not, right, then... <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> so yeah, it launching is very stressful. Uh, running a business, dealing with staff, especially if you hadn't done it before, uh, can be stressful. And when you're doing it for yourself, you put so much more heart and soul into it as well than if you're working for someone else. So chances are you're taking things to heart when they go wrong a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we just we have to just watch ourselves because you can't take a type A person and switch them off, right? Yeah. Uh, as soon as you give them a holiday, they'll come up with another idea. Right? <laughs> I've had that. <laughs> oh, oh, I, went, I went away to Bali and I've got this amazing idea, and I'm going to like start a second business, and I'm going to do a side hustle and run around. It's like, hey, 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 hey! I told you to have a holiday. <laughs> oh wait, you're type A like me. Okay, carry on. Uh, so. It, it turn, like you then have to look at how is it going to be manageable? Uh, how can we do this in a way that's sustainable? Uh, uh, my best friend, like a very amazing person by the name of Haley Carr, she's a life coach. Um, we met through the same business course and, um, and that was several years ago and we've been friends ever since. And she taught me when I was launching that I had to do this thing called bookending. And bookending was I wake up and I do something fun for me at the start of the day and then at the end of the day I have to put the laptop down and do something fun for me at the end of the day. And then yep. my biggest challenge is not opening the laptop when I come back from the fun thing because yeah. like, I'll, put, I'll shut the laptop, go to the 5 p.m. yoga class, come home at 6.15 and go, oh, I'll just check five more emails. <laughs> That's not a bookend, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so – there's ways of building in uh, practices that will help your business life to be more sustainable because I found that in the early few years of of running my own business, because I've been doing this for a while, I've been 
running programs for adrenal fatigue for a while. I've done ebooks. I've done e-courses. I've done it all. And, you know, in the early stages, I was working 50 hours or more a week to get all this stuff done. Mm. And then I realized from, from, you know, being around, this is what happens when your bestie is a life coach, but being around Haley, but also being around other entrepreneurs and, and noticing what they are doing and how effectively I realized that just because you're doing more hours doesn't mean you're getting more done. It's yeah. like it stretches out to fill the space. Yeah. So if I needed to write an ebook and I gave myself 30 hours or if I gave myself 50 hours, the same ebook got written. In fact, the 30 hour one probably would have been better because I would have been fresher when I was writing it. Yeah. So, yeah. So sometimes less is more, but it's really hard lesson to learn when you're a type A. Uh, so a lot of what, but it is a lot of what I do in, in my program with women or, you know, even when they're seeing me one on one as a naturopath is getting them to have that, you know, dreaded me time that everyone's always banging on about, you know, the me time. Mm. Gonna have some me time. Could you go get a pedicure? Gonna have me time. And it's, you know, it, it, me time is not a pedicure. It doesn't have to be a pedicure, but it needs to be something that brings down those cortisol levels and that's meaningful for you, yeah. uh, that takes you out of that space that you're in uh, for that time because that's, that releases that pressure valve, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And so I do a lot of teaching women about how to find, you know, me time slots in their week but things that are meaningful for them yeah uh, and it could be picking up the phone and ringing someone they really love that mm. can be me time for a lot of people it doesn't have to be going and getting a massage or getting a manicure it could be just having a cup of tea but outside in nature with your shoes off and yeah, your feet on absolutely it. yeah yeah, it can be so different for different people and you know I've talked about that a bit on my program just that uh, you know, self-care and that sort of thing can look different for everybody. And yeah, it's not about going and getting one hour massages every week. It could be just really simple things that you might not have even thought about. Yeah. And 10 minute meditations in apps on your phone that you can do sitting in the car park, you know, be, while you're waiting to pick up the kids from school or something, those things can be gold. Mm. Like sometimes I'd rather people get 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, 10 minutes somewhere else, then, then stockpiling it all up and getting one massage in a fortnight. Yeah, uh, absolutely. For the rest of the week. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned the saliva test already, but if anyone feels like they might be resonating with some of the symptoms that you've mentioned, how can they work out whether it might be adrenal fatigue developing or perhaps whether they're just tired? Go and see a, either a naturopath who is across functional medicine or an integrative GP who is across that style of, of practice uh, because, yeah, I, I do think it needs someone to cast a professional eye over it. And, yeah, I very often I do cortisol testing and I do think that saliva test is, is the best marker we've got right now. Uh, in terms of looking at exactly what's going on with the stress hormones. There are other tests that we can look at too, depending on what's going on in the body. And look, to be honest, sometimes a person is so cut and dried in terms of, you know, they come in and you go, look, you've, you're ticking all these boxes. Maybe we don't have to spend that sort of $120, $150 on that test. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, sometimes people like to do 
the saliva test so that they can get a baseline and then we test it again in three months or in six months to make sure that what they're doing is effective as well. Some people mm. like to get the test so they can take it home to their partner and say, this hey, is why I told you <laughs> I wasn't feeling well and yeah. when I said I was tired, I meant there's something going on, not that yeah. I was just tired. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's all different reasons that people often, you know, choose to get the test. But I do think it's it's often important for motivation as well because once you see it on the paper because they, they send it back to you in a little graph and it's got, you know, pretty colours on it and you can see if you're in the red or in the green. And once you've seen that, you can't unsee it and that mm. does something to a person's motivation as well. Uh, but, yeah, I would say go and work with a practitioner who is experienced in adrenals because there are lots of different herbs for adrenals and you see them, you know, th- this is this is my beef actually, like you see people in forums and on Facebook going on about which herbs worked for them. Oh, my God, like I took ashwagandha and I felt so much better and then all of a sudden everyone in that thread is like, oh, my God, where did you get it? How much did you take? What dosage? What brand? I'm going to do it too. And it's like, stop, because like there's different herbs for different stages of adrenal dysfunction. If your cortisol is high, I would give you completely different herbs to if your cortisol is low. Right. Um, And if you've got thyroid involvement, that's completely different herbs. If mm. you're on medication, that might be completely different herbs. Uh, so we need to be really careful that we don't just go and say, all right, you've got adrenal fatigue. Here's like what's worked for someone else. So you do it. Because like, you know, for example, like uh, I've had people come to me who've got adrenal dysfunction and they're taking licorice because licorice is in a lot of adrenal formulas. Yeah. Like in a lot of adrenal formulas, right? Yeah. And licorice can actually take the amount of cortisol in the body and increase it by recirculating it. And so you can take someone with high cortisol and you make their cortisol higher. <laughs> and yeah. so people come to me and they're like, yeah, I took this adreno product. And I felt worse. And it's like, yeah, because you took a bad situation and you increased it. Mm. Uh, so it's, I think it's, it really pays to work with the practitioner who's experienced, who understands the herbs as well, so they know that there's different herbs for different stages and different situations. Yeah, I think it's really important to be getting that professional support and, you know, making sure that you're not making things worse by, you know, self-diagnosing or, you know, trying to do what other people are doing because, like you said, it's it's just not necessarily the right thing for your body and what you need at the time. Yeah, because if there was one thing that worked for everyone, we'd all be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we all we wouldn't be spending time on forums looking for the answer because if there really was one thing that worked for everyone, we would have already been we would have already found it and we would have moved on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that the whole that's the whole thing about naturopathy in general is we're usually dealing with individual prescriptions for individual people in individual situations. Yeah. Which is I think the right way to be going anyway. <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned a little bit about herbs just then. And so if someone was to come to you or to another naturopath and get the cortisol testing and it indicates that perhaps they are in one of the stages, what are some of the naturopathic or more medicinal treatments that they might be able to access? 
Yeah, it really depends on the person. So, like, it's there's there's definitely go to herbs, and I already mentioned a couple of them, like ashwagandha, which a lot of naturopaths will call withania. Um, there's all the different ginsengs. Uh, I use a lot of Siberian ginseng in my practice. Uh, I use rhodiola, like seriously like (laughs) I've had so many people on rhodiola it's a beautiful herb um I've used a lot of romania as well and yeah sometimes I use licorice in the right people and there are a lot of blends out there that put together like beautiful formulations and then sometimes I custom make formulations in the form of liquid herbs for people as well yeah I support them with b vitamins magnesium lots of minerals, quite often things like um, zinc and digestive support as well. Uh, There's so many things that that we do, Uh, but that really is just the tip of the iceberg and it really does change for every single person who, you know, who comes through the door. And when I say comes through the door, like 95% of my people are on Skype, Um, (laughs) but I still feel like they're coming through the door. It's funny. Um, But, yeah, so 90, like, you know, most of my patients, they need sort of that individual support and then it can change from appointment to appointment as well depending mm. on what's getting better and how they're feeling. And like I said, sometimes we might have to also include things that, you know, balance the reproductive hormones or that start to address thyroid dysfunction. So I'm always digging and I'm always looking for other underlying issues so that there's no stone unturned. Mm. And I think that's, again, where it's important to be seeing a professional in that respect to make sure that you are getting the right dosages of things, the right types of herbs and supplements and that Mm. sort of thing rather than just sort of trying to do it all yourself. Oh, my God, and a lot of stuff that you buy on iHerb does not touch the size no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just you know there's something called a therapeutic dose or or a threshold that you need to be over in order for things to work and I've seen a lot of products that don't have enough product in it mm. that does not have enough you know with it does not have enough with is a high dose herb ashwagandha is it's a high dose herb you need a lot of it in order for it to work, but it also has to be good quality. Mm. Uh, and I see a lot of people who are buying stuff that they don't know the difference, uh, but it might be the difference between ingredients being sourced from the US and ingredients being sourced from China, for example, uh, and it might be the difference between the herbs getting checked to make sure they've got active ingredients before the supplement's put out into the marketplace or not being checked for their active yeah. ingredients, um, not being standardised in that way. So, yeah, mm. so that's, that's you know, a lot of what I do is is also educating people around why you would want to go for the better quality products. Um, yeah. It's because they, they really do pack more of a punch. Yeah, and often naturopaths will have access to brands and things that aren't available to the public as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we love our pracky brands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you talked a little bit about sort of the type A personalities, um, generally someone that you do see a lot with patients. And I guess from a personal perspective as well, running a business, one of um, the things that kind of I struggle with is when people do tell me to reduce stress. And I sometimes struggle with that because, you know, when I'm running a business, 
it's not all like you can't turn it off like you said and um yes there are little things that you can do but sometimes it's not so easy to switch off some of those bigger things and uh some things might be a little bit out of your control as well so I'm just wondering what kind of perhaps tips you might have or stress relief tactics for business owners or entrepreneurs when they might have limited resources or perhaps support or they might even be working on their own and just how they can perhaps reduce some pressure or stress in their business or life. Yep, go and get support. You all have the internet. It's this amazing tool that we can use to connect to other people. You don't have to be isolated. I mean, I've got clients who are, you know, out in the mines in WA and we still chat. Uh, But the same is, you know, the same can be said for business groups and mastermind groups. Mm. Uh, You can find like-minded business people who are doing similar things to you in, you know, on, in those groups on Facebook, reach out to them, create little mastermind meetup groups where you've got three or four like-minded people meeting up once a week or once a fortnight in a group call, you know, like a, like in a Zoom meeting or something where you can go, you know, around the virtual table and talk about what's working for you, what isn't working and help to vent and brainstorm some ideas, run things past other people. Oh, I've got this idea. Am I completely crazy or is this good? You know, what would you do? You need support. Mm. Uh, but the, the only thing that is stopping us, right, is that, that our own belief that we're isolated Mm -hmm. we are not isolated you've got a laptop you've got internet you are not isolated anymore but then the hardest part is reaching out but then once you reach out you'll find there's other people just like you who are also feeling the same way that you were so imagine the power of a few of those people getting together and supporting each other through thick and thin through launches (laughs) (laughs) through the good times and the not so good times uh, it, it really is the most amazing magic that you can add to your business and such a massive stress relief. Uh, and also on the flip side of that, like when something goes well, you get that power of everyone celebrating with you because they know how much you fought to get there and they know what you went through to get there and you'll be able to celebrate when they have their successes as well. So, yeah, I think connection, you, you know, if you can't, if you can't relieve your workload, if you can't get rid of the stress, creating connection with other humans is so important. Mm, and that's been a massive one for me. I've found as well over the years, like I think Facebook groups are just golden, um, especially if you don't have a lot of friends or people in your life that are also running businesses and perhaps can't really relate to what you're going through. So yeah, Facebook groups are awesome for that support. Um, and like you said, the internet is full of resources and blogs and, you know, even podcasts now um, to get that sort of connection and support as well. Yeah. And look, some of those big groups are huge and you can get a little bit isolated within that that group. So look, look if, if you're an introverted kind of person or if you if you want connection but are a bit daunted by the big groups, just create a small group Mm. you know it can just be like three four five people like find your tribe even if they're just a little one and start there it doesn't have to be a massive group 
Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, some of them can be pretty big. Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's just so much happening every day that you can get a little bit lost in it all. So, you know, if you're feeling that way, then, yeah, you can definitely start your own thing. And that's kind of what happened with me with Wellbeing Weekly. I was kind of looking for something like this myself and, um, you know, just thought, oh, I might create it. <laughs> um, yeah. that's what entrepreneurs do (laughs) so um you know I think there is a lot of resources and support out there if you sort of know where to look and um, find what really works for you as well yeah but yeah if you you know I've seen people jump into those bigger groups and say they're after a small group connection and a few other people will pop their hands up, but a bing, small group, done. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the hardest part is the reaching out bit because everyone has that innate fear of rejection. But mm. believe me, if you're feeling a certain way, I guarantee you someone else is out there feeling exactly the same way too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So good. Okay, so what would be your top three tips then for combating symptoms of adrenal fatigue or, you know, perhaps burnout-like symptoms that people can easily integrate into their day? Get rid of the sugar. Just get rid of it. Yep. Get rid of it. Uh, so what might that look that, like exactly? Oh, uh, getting rid of the sugar. <laughs> <laughs> All sugar. Oh, the sugar. Uh, Start with processed cane sugar Mm -hmm. and work your way back down from there. Even just getting rid of the cane sugar will be amazing. But uh, as the women who've gone through my programs know so well, it's not just about banning the sugar because, like, if it was that easy, we all would have done it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's about balancing the rest of your diet so that you're not craving sugar in the first place. So... I teach women how to balance their blood sugar, which is a whole other podcast, mm. uh, but by increasing the protein with each meal and decreasing the amount of fast-burning carbohydrates, so making sure the carbohydrates they eat are good quality, nourishing whole foods. Say, for example, swapping the pasta for some brown rice yep. and having a smaller amount than, than you used to have, um, swapping the white bread for you know even like a really good quality sourdough or if you need to be gluten-free but a good quality gluten-free option uh, or getting rid of it and you know having slower burning carbohydrates in other forms like you know beautiful sweet potato with your meal instead Um, but yeah making sure that the protein's bumped up and the sugars are down Mm. uh, to try and get that blood sugar nice and even that would be the first thing yeah I think that's an important one especially if people are feeling some of these symptoms and you get that sort of three o'clock slump perhaps and you're reaching for the muffins or the you know the the sugary pick me up in the afternoon and it's actually making things even worse yeah and it's you know at the end of the day that turns into a craving for wine on the couch and we all know where that ends up so yeah, and then in the morning you wake up and you feel crap and then you go, oh, well, then I better have more coffee today and so the cycle continues. Mm. Uh, and so every single meal has to, you know, has to have the right amount of protein. And I, I get my women to usually look at the size and the shape and the thickness of their palm and that's how much protein I want you to have. Yep. Uh, so that's like two eggs or a couple of hundred grams of meat if you're a meat eater. 
if you're not a meat eater, then we talk about like, you know, um, vegetarian sources of protein as well. So, you know, you might look at things like chickpeas and nuts and seeds, et cetera. So mm. there's always, you know, there's always ways to get more protein into people. Uh, but it's so important because if you're running on just carbs and carbs and carbs and carbs, what will happen is you will have those those burnout moments of, you know, 10.30 in the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning, 3, 3.30 in the afternoon, complete brain fog will descend and there's not much that gets you out of that except more sugar or coffee or, like I said, at the end of the day, wine. Mm. But you you end up spiralling down into this place where you're just exhausted. So, yeah, yeah. Getting the, the first thing I do with with my clients is, you know, getting that diet balanced uh, so that you're not having those slumps. Like we do it in my adrenal fatigue program, we do a whole week just it's called the blood sugar roller coaster. A whole week just on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's how important it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. The other two things. <laughs> no, just get that first one done, seriously. <laughs> um yeah, look, the other two things would be definitely um looking at things like adrenal support in the form of the right herbs and the right supplements um and also you know i think working with a practitioner to make sure that you're taking the right things at the right time in the right forms so that you're not wasting money either Mm -hmm. and also able to track the progress like you were saying because it can change over time yeah, and I don't just do testing to track progress, but I also take a lot of notes during consults as to people's symptoms. Yep. You know, I'm sitting here with a big long list of symptoms and I'm looking at how many boxes have been ticked and then six weeks later I might go through that list again and see how many boxes get ticked and then another six weeks we'll see how many boxes are ticked. And you can track people's progress that way as well. Like so they might say, okay, last time my energy levels were a four out of ten. Okay, where are they today? Oh, at the moment they're about a six out of ten. Okay, well, two months ago they were a four out of ten, so this is good. Yeah. Uh, anxiety levels we track. Uh, yeah, lots of things like that. Digestive function we track. So it's not always about going and running off and doing pathology tests, although they're a really lovely, fun, you know, helpful tool. Um, but it's also about uh, you know getting getting a really good track of of where people are at symptom wise as well. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes when somebody's asking you those questions, you can reflect on it a bit better than if you were just asking yourself. Yeah, I think so. And and the magic is in seeing someone in those intervals, whether, you know, sometimes it depends on how unwell a person is, but sometimes I might see them four weeks apart or six weeks apart or eight weeks apart. And it's good to be able to reflect at those periods of time and look back because if you're the person going through it you don't really you don't notice yourself getting better mm. often but then when you reflect on where you were at six weeks ago that's when the penny drops exactly oh, yeah, well, six weeks ago you said that you know you were having five trips to the toilet a day yeah <laughs> and now you're having two okay well this is good so your digestion is getting better. So, yeah, there's always things like that that naturopaths love talking about. <laughs> naturopaths love talking about periods. Naturopaths love talking about all those things that everyone doesn't want to talk about. But that's why we talk about it because it's how we're keeping track of where you're at. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you've got any issues with those sorts of things, you know where to go. <laughs> oh, my God, we love talking about poop. <laughs> <laughs> well Jules that's all I've got for you in terms of questions and things about adrenal fatigue so is there anything I might have missed she wants to talk about poo I'm out of here (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> Is it- she wants to talk about poo. Oh, we're just going to wrap up now. Okay, bye. <laughs> I do have um, some rapid fire questions, but is there anything else you wanted to mention before that, just about adrenal fatigue or anything I might have missed? Uh, no, I reckon that's about it. Awesome. All right, well, are you good for me to go into the rapid fire questions? Sure, sure. God. All right, bring it on. <laughs> is this like fast money? All right, let's go. <laughs> so the first one is, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? Oh, I drink water and I walk my dog. Awesome. What is something at the top of your bucket list? <gasps> more travel, always more travel. Yeah. yeah. Where do you want to go? Everywhere. <laughs> You think I'm joking. <laughs> I haven't been to the States, so I want to go there next year. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of I actually take groups of medical and nutrition volunteers to Fiji, but that's another that's another podcast. That's oh, a whole amazing. other podcast. Yeah. Uh what's your go to self care practice? <gasps> the ocean. Anything to do with the ocean. Oh, I I'm surf, the same. I swim, lay in the sun. It's why I live where I live. Yeah, I was going to say, you've got that set up perfectly in Byron Bay. <laughs> i got it dialed in, man. I've got it dialed in. <laughs> uh, jealous. <laughs> um, so what's one thing you recommend to enhance mindset or overall well-being? Oh, put yourself first and practice gratitude. Always, pr- I know it's cliche, but practice, gl- seriously, practice gratitude. Your body yeah. can't be stressed if you're thinking about things you're grateful for. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, great. And what does well-being mean to you? It means being able to go and do the things I want and have the energy to do them so that I can live the life that I want to live and be happy. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. So that's all I've got. So do you want to just let our listeners know where they can find you and link in with you if they're interested in more? Sure. Thank you for having me, by the way. That was fun. Um, <laughs> so you can find me at julesgalloway.com. Uh, yep. There's a whole website over there. And through that, you will find links to my podcast. But my podcast is on iTunes as Shiny Healthy You. Uh, but yeah, at julesgalloway.com, there's links to everything, including a link to a free adrenal health check quiz that you can take it takes seriously five minutes doesn't cost anything and you'll get asked a few questions and then it will give you a little report uh, to show you where you're at there Uh, and then also if what I've been saying today has resonated with you and you think oh my goodness I think I need some help uh, I also offer free 20-minute consultations Uh, well they're not consultations so much as it's a call where we can have a chat and work out whether we are, you know, good for each other to work together. We can, you can ask me about my style of practice and I can ask you about where you're at with your adrenals uh, and, yeah, if we think we might be um, the right people to work with each other, then we can talk about having a proper consult. But, yeah, the discovery calls are free. If you're serious about getting your health to the next level, definitely go to the website and take me up on that offer as well. Yeah, amazing. And I'll put all of those links in the show notes as well so that people can click through. And any social media or Instagram or anything like that? Yeah, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Jules Galloway Health. Uh, There'll be 
especially on Instagram, there'll be lots of pictures of the beach and maybe my brand new rescue dog. Sorry in advance. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So cute. (laughs) Great. Yeah. And like I said, I'll pop all of those links in the show notes as well if people want to go through. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of that. It's been so great to learn more about adrenal fatigue and I think it's something that will be of interest to my listeners. Um, I think a lot of them are probably that type A personality yeah. <laughs> like you talked about, <laughs> even if they don't want to admit it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Come on, you know you are. You're listening to this. You know you are. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to be type A. <laughs> I know. We've got a lot of strengths. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and we we create good things in the world. We really do. We just have to do it in a sustainable way. Absolutely, and that's sort of the main message that I wanted to have with this topic and, you know, if anyone is experiencing these symptoms that there is support out there and to perhaps go and book an appointment either with Jules or with a naturopath in your area and, yeah, see if you can start getting some support around it. Yep, awesome. All right, well, sending out all the good adrenal vibes to everyone out there Uh, thank you bye bye i hope you enjoyed this episode of straight talking natural health if you liked what you heard hit subscribe that way you'll never miss an installment if you're a fan please take a moment to leave me a review on itunes it helps other listeners to find this podcast too Also, check out my website at julesgalloway.com. You'll find all the podcast episodes there along with loads of blog posts and resources to help you on the path back to finding your happy, energized self again. There's also a free quiz to help you assess your risk of burnout and adrenal dysfunction. So if you've been burning the candle at both ends or maybe you've been super busy or stressed recently, take the quiz now to see where your body is at. That's at julesgalloway.com. And let's connect. Follow my adventures on Facebook and Instagram at Jules Galloway Health and join our pumping Facebook group. Just search for Straight Talking Natural Health or follow the links in the show notes. Till next time, remember, look after your awesome self because it gives others permission to do the same. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.